hope I can make it through a Degrassi viewing podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your neophyte, Frank. Today, we're taking a look at Degrassi Next Generation uh, mini-episodes. We're in the mini-episode archive, everybody. This is part two. Uh, we're taking a look at Notorious and Bizarre Love Triangle. So for this one, we are going to be probably talking a little bit about sexual assault. We're also probably going to be talking a little bit about cheating. Um, so just a little heads up in terms of that content. Um, but wow, wow, wow. We talked and, a little bit. Sorry. Go on, please. So, Go sorry. And homophobia. And homophobia. Yes. Yes. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Um, as we said earlier, I have not really watched many of these mini episodes. I think I vaguely remembered parts of Notorious. I think I stumbled upon like a little bit of Notorious at some point, but like overall, these are new to me. Um, and I, you know, maybe that makes me revoke my veteran card, but what the fuck? <laughs> I, I feel like you probably saw what was going on in Notorious and were just like, what the fuck? And you, like, flipped the channel. <laughs> I think that might be what have happened. Like, not to get, like, sad, but, like, I, I notoriously have memory issues. It's just because of, like, my, my mental illness stuff. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if I just went, that could go in the hole. Like, that could go away. It's fine. <laughs> we can forget about it. It's fine. Like, I, I would not be at all surprised if that that's what happened. Like, my brain was just like, nah, we're, we're good. We don't need this. So maybe I have seen every mini-episode. I just didn't know it. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine if, like, that was a... Well, I mean, I guess that's what Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is about. But just, like, yeah. if, you, if you could control what you forgot. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would just... Like, that's... Well, <laughs> just imagine me pushing a big crate that just says weird kink stuff I learned accidentally into a giant hole. <laughs> me, it's apparently Degrassi the Next Generation mini-episode. That's it! That's all. All all the, like, you know, all the other sad shit I went through? Nah, this Because <laughs> I definitely have had a conversation with my sister about, like, how, like, weird kink stuff you find out. I'm not gonna name kinks, but, like, sometimes it'll pop in your... shame on here. What? Let's not kink shame on here. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to name kinks, but there's certain yeah. ones I found out about. I'm just like, no, I don't want to know that. But, like, you know, we, we, Susie and I were talking about, like, yeah, like, you're holding your firstborn, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is so wonderful. And then, like, that one kink pops in your head. You're like, no, I brought you into this world where that kink exists. No. Oh, no. I mean, Frank, you could always make an F list. I'm making what? <laughs> oh, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Like, F-lists are old school. Like, they're, like, straight up, like, they list out a bunch of kinks, and you can categorize how into them you are. So, like, you can give, like, a hard no, you can give, like, a maybe, you can give them a yes, or, like, a hell yeah, fuck yeah, I'm into that. So, like... I, just a, So, my mom has started learning about, like... My mom's been on the internet more now that, like, she's retired and whatnot and has time. Mm-hmm. And um, the iPad I gave her. So sometimes we'll accidentally stumble just through natural our natural conversations about certain kinks. And then Susie and I will give each other a look of, like, I don't want to explain this. My mom's like, I already know about that. And I was like, yeah. I don't know I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse either. But I... Having to explain it, my mom already knowing. <laughs> I don't know. I. Wow. I. Good for her, though. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad she's taking matters into her own hands. 
I'm glad that she's like trying to stay informed. <laughs> you know, let her have fun on the internet. I apologize on behalf of the internet if she finds something particularly incriminating and weird, but I'm glad that she's, you know, she's she's staying on top of things. You know, it's really important to do that. Yeah. So anyway, um, we uh, so Notorious starts in the library or the computer lab. No, no, Notorious. Um, I think it's the library slash media center. Okay. Um, and Manny is flipping through a magazine, and Marco is on a computer. Yeah, like they're just like vibing, they're hanging out, they're doing their thing. Um, and eventually, uh. Marco is kind of like, oh, like, what gossip are you getting? And Manny explains that she is trying to find a look for her for uh, the movie premiere, as we talked about in the Jay and Silent Bob episodes. Um, still the most absurd sentence in this fucking series. Um, but um, so Manny explains that, like, you know, she's looking at looks and they are pretty and lovely, but they're like way out of her price range. And Marco reveals, like, hey, I got you. Like, I, I know how to get, like, a really good look. It's a knockoff, but, it, you know, it's going to look good and it's going to cost a fraction of the price. Uh, and, and Manny's just like, gee, Willikers, you are a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to balance it out with, like, yeah, okay, like, yeah, I know fashion and stuff. But, like, I also know, like, soccer stats and things like that. And it's like that weird, you know what? They were fucking trying. It was the, it was the, you know, the early aughts, the mid aughts. They were fucking trying their fucking best. And I feel like that was like the best that they could manage was like the idea of like, yes, gay people can know about fashion, but they can also know about soccer. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Manny decides that to get up and go sit in Marco's lap. Yeah, like, she she tries to feel him up and is like, you know, are you feeling anything? Which I was like, what the fuck? Because, honestly, like, I never really do character rankings, but I feel like if you ask me in, in 2020, like, you know, as I've been doing this podcast, like, who are two of your favorite characters? I think I might say Marco and Manny. Like, I think they might be, at the very least, they're in the top five. Like, I haven't sat down and actually ranked my favorite Degrassi characters, but, like, I feel like I've always been fond of Marco and Manny, especially doing this podcast and talking about Manny and talking about a lot of the bullshit that she's had to deal with, which is actually a piece of this episode. I found myself really liking her. So like watching her do something like that, I was like, no, 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 do this. Um, she, so she tries to like come on to him. In, like, kind of a joking manner. And, like, honestly, you probably shouldn't do this to a person. Please don't do this to a person if you are ever wondering if you could, ch like, you know, there's, don't do it. You're you're infringing on someone's boundaries. But she's doing it. He's kind of joking about it because he's like, oh, man, like, look out. I'm going to lose control. And then he's finally like, no, I don't fucking feel anything. Like, I, I'm not attracted to you. Like, I'm not attracted to women. Um... <laughs> It is, I will say, as much as I don't like the premise behind this and, like, why it came to this point, I do like that they kind of have a playful dynamic, especially because, like, Manny doesn't get to have playful dynamics with people that are not romantic. Like, she doesn't get to have fun a lot of the time. The writers punish her and punish her and punish her in many, many ways. 
Um, and it's nice to see her be able to just joke with someone and it's not about, it's not about like romantic, romantic like implications. Yeah. Um, and they, cause they move, they move the conversation on, um, to basically Manny asking Marco, like what it's, what it's like for him being gay. And mm. he's like, you know, I just know everybody's talking behind my back and, um, all these other, like, yeah, just like how hard it's been for him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, you know, I got an email and he clicks on it and it is a remix version of her flashing video. Yep. And yep. like uh, Marco is obviously um, for, you know, those, you know, you're listening to this. So you, you don't know that Donnie just put his head in his hands. Um, rightfully so, because this is horrible to talk about like this young girl having a remix version of her sexual assault. Yeah. Um, so like, but, and this is, I like, once again, Marco is just the sweetest boy. He's so clearly embarrassed and just like, I like understands that it's upsetting her and quickly, you know, turns it off. And like, you know, Manny compares herself to him in a way that I really do feel. Cause she's just like, it's not just like, I know every guy's undressing me with his eyes when I walk through the halls. It's the fact that every girl's talking about me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things that I feel like, you know, as, as an outsider, as somebody who isn't in high school, you may look at it and go, well, that's, that's like not a total equivalency, but it's a dynamic that I feel like when you're in high school, that's like, that's good enough. That is close enough. You understand me enough to get me through this hellhole and i really appreciated that they were able to make that connection because it is just such a deeply like high school type of friendship in the sense of like it's almost like i I know we've talked about it on on podcasts where in many ways friendships in high school are like kind of surviving a zombie apocalypse and you're just like trying to get through it and are they going to be friendships you're going to have forever probably not but they are going to be friendships that are going to get you to the next point that you need to. And it kind of had that energy for me where I can look at it and go, well, yeah, it's still different, but it's like, it, it's enough for these two characters. And that's important. I mean, it's like, it feels like one of those friendships where like, you know, if you guys were both back in town for like the holidays or something Mm -hmm. and you saw each other, you'd be like super pumped right away yeah i agree um and the thing is like you know man the way manny talked it reminded me a lot of um the movie book smart um because there's one character uh whose horrible nickname is triple a because like you know it's it said that she gave what for horrible reasons Mm-hmm. And, like, she's driving somebody home who referred to her as that. And she's like, you know what the worst part of it was? Like, all the guys are idiots. I get that. But the mm-hmm. fact that girls called me AAA was the worst. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just like, yeah, like, nobody had Manny's back. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it brings up a very, very good point about girls in high school and how there are a lot of relationship dynamics 
that are like there is that sense of betrayal there is that hope that like oh like we're all and i say this as somebody who is um who at the time identified as a girl in high school where you want there to be camaraderie and you expect there to be camaraderie to a certain extent it's like well we're girls and we know that this world is fucked up and working against us and when you realize that women like womanhood is not a monolith and when you realize that there are many ways that there are still so many intersections of um of isms and there's so many different ways that people can be marginalized it it hurts and it really it really fucking hurts and it's and in high school where you probably are learning this on the go you rarely if ever are given the space to really be able to process that and make sense of that and and i i was glad that we at least had something a moment that manny could have that space because she doesn't have it in the show period yeah um i think that pretty much sums up the pretty much sums up the whatever what's great about this uh mini episode um and then spinner walks by and he's just like what the fuck i thought you know what don't even care and just walks away and i'm just like all right cool so like marvel's bullshit was alive back then too where you can't just let a nice moment happen (laughs) oh no not at all i i don't think degrassi has ever been able to just have a moment happen you know what i mean like i i feel like which is a shame right because like i feel like they really squander like i i think that could have been a really wonderful special moment and I, I just think they really, I, I actually really liked the mini episode and I feel like they didn't need Spinner to kind of bump in. I think it was a really beautiful moment and it was a wonderful moment of like, again, high school friendship and how it is. And it's just, Degrassi just doesn't know how to, Degrassi, I really think that Degrassi as an organized, as like, I want to say, I don't think organization, a production, production is probably a better thing. I feel like they think they're funnier than they actually are. Yeah. I mean, like we've we've seen some funny stuff in this. Up, like we know what's funny when they when they write. Like when Emma's super snarky and mean about certain things. Like when she says, "Like, are you guys gonna finally stop calling each other by your high school nicknames?" That's funny. Like <laughs> this stuff is not funny. <laughs> like okay, let me put it this way: if it can immediately be followed by a boing or like a slide whistle sound. Degrassi's gonna go for that. It's true though. It's 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 weird because I like you said, like they understand humor. They have moments where it is funny. But it's also one of those things where it doesn't need to be funny. Like I I I, I genuinely there's a part of me, and maybe this is also like I so like I don't naturally gravitate toward things that are in the comedy genre. I I like humor in moment I like humor, but I don't inherently like things that are branded as comedy. There's, like, a couple movies I've been able to enjoy. But overall, like, unless it's, like, a rom-com, like, I feel like it needs to be, like, it has to intersect with another genre for me to really enjoy it. And there's a part of me that's, like, do you need to inject the comedy? Like, you can just have something be a touching moment between people. It doesn't have to be this big fucking deal. It can be just a wonderful moment of uh, bonding. And that, again, I think is why I 
didn't really like the mini episodes when I was a kid because they were always a little, they were either like too absurd or too trying to be funny for me to really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, we're going to continue the many, um, the many adventures in our yeah. next, in our next plot. Um, Bizarre love triangle. So yeah, um, this one's pretty short because it's a two note thing. Of Ellie and Craig are flirt playing a pinball machine. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, I, I honestly don't have that much to say about their dialogue because it's just it's just flirty. Like I'm quitting the band. Like you know, I have other stuff to do. So We're like having each other a lot. It's it's a lot of like it, it. It's I think what it's supposed to show is how natural. And I do kind of get it, right? Like I I think. There is something to be said about, like, some people you do have a very natural chemistry with, and some people you do get kind of flirty with and kind of touchy with, and, like, that, and I want to be clear, it's, it's, it's in a way that both people are reciprocating it, right? Like, it's not just, like, one person, like, kind of doing all of it. Like, sometimes you just, I hate being, like, vibe with a person, but you do sometimes, you do just vibe with a person, Um and I think they're really trying to display it by the two of them tossing as they're trying to play with like a, a pinball machine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they um, so they're having fun and whatnot, and in walks Manny, um, and like sees this happening. And honestly, I don't blame Manny for this at all. Like if I saw, you know, if I saw my boyfriend who has, you know, a history it, of cheating being that... Like, on me! Well, no, I have been involved in cheating. Not has cheated on me, but I have been a part of a cheating situation. Yeah. I would be pissed. <laughs> like, yep. It's it's like, I think I've said this before, it's like my mom always says, when the man marries the mistress, all he does is create a job opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on the show. Yeah, so like... You know, she does, like, vaguely threaten, or, or more overtly threaten Ellie, and being like, good, I'm, it should only remain a friendship. And it's just like, I, I think the show wants me to think her as the villain, because, like, Manny can't have anything. Right. Um, you know, she can't be a tragic figure. No, she also has to be a villain, too. And I was like, I'm sorry, show, I'm not feeling that. Like, I'm feeling Manny can't, tr- like... I get why Manny likes Craig, but I also know Manny can't trust Craig. It, yeah. it, it's confounding. I mean, it's it's what happens, I feel like. I feel like, I mean, not to get too real, but, like, I, I feel like that speaks to, I don't know, just the desire to want to believe people can do better, right? Like, if you truly have feelings for somebody, even if you're not, like, even if you know empirically this person is not the best fit because of X, Y, and Z. I feel like a lot of people want to believe that that person can do better. And and I don't even think it's the whole, like, I can change them kind of thing. But it's also, like, I care about this person and I have positive feelings toward this person. And I want to, you know, I, I want to believe people are inherently good. I think that it's just something that happens often with relationships. And, um, like, I, I can't fault. Manny for for you know doing the whole well the heart wants what the heart wants right like if you're attracted to somebody and you're into someone and they're reciprocating it 
then you want to hope that, you know, the feeling is strong and true enough that they're going to stay with you. Like, I I will always be sympathetic towards somebody who who has had that blow up in their face, even if there were signs, because I understand that sometimes you just, it's who you love and it's who you want to be with. And you might get, you know, you might, might get burned in some way, but like, I can't fault someone for wanting to believe that they won't. Yeah. Got way too real about a teen drama. I mean, if, if we're not, if we're not here to get real, what the fuck, what the fuck is the point? Right? I don't really know why you would listen to this podcast if you didn't want to listen to, like, uh, you know, a nearly a nearly 30-year-old, in the words of, of uh, our patron C. Caitlin, <laughs> and, and a 30-something talking way too, going way too hard about a teen drama. It's what right? I do. Like, I've been telling people that I've been doing the I'm nearly 30 to reference <laughs> the first episode of this fucking show. <laughs> um... <laughs> Don, Donnie's birthday is like a few weeks out, but I could not sit on Donnie's birthday present much longer. I'm so excited! I'm so happy. I didn't listen to it, but I, I will say it was it was audio. But I even heard the intro to it, and it was music to my ears. It was so good <laughs> and relevant to this podcast, which probably narrows down quite a bit about it. But I was my heart swelled. Yeah, um, for some um, for some reason I wanted to get it in because I'm like there's gonna be a huge Christmas rush on these. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. No, I don't think so either. But you know, hey, hey, I I appreciate that this person who will not be named is providing their services on an app that I will not name yet. I'm I'm very happy. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think we can call it here. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 it's, it's a blip. It's, it's really not much. Um, it's just a lot of, it just further reiterates how unsettled and how, um, und, like, you know, just how much, how many issues are really in this relationship dynamic, both between Manny and Craig, but also with Craig and Ellie. Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, um, please talk to your partners. Please be clear with your partners. That that's pretty much the PSA on this one. Yeah, pretty good one. Yeah. All right, ladies. Bye. No No.